All the gear, but no idea. <laughs> Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Dom Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational leaders and coaches and mentors, actually, from around the world. I'm delighted this week to be joined down the line by Amy Anderson. Now, Amy is Managing Director at AAA, which stands for Access All Areas. She is a passionate, dynamic and pioneering brand communication specialist with 20 years, set quietly 20 years experience. And I know it's 20 years because if I go back 20 years, I can just about remember us both being in Leeds and you being at Countrywide Porto Novelli with Becky, who turned into my wife later down the line. Amy, welcome to Coach Class. It's great to be here. Hi, Dom. So what do you remember of those early years of your career? Because I was asking Becky before I came on the on the podcast and she said the thing she remembers is that Amy said, I might be here in Leeds, but what I really want to do is go and work in London and get into the film industry. Did that happen? Uh, yes, yes, it did. It did. But um, I remember Leeds so well. Um, I mean, that was just fantastic. I learned so, so much, particularly from Becky, actually. She was one of my mentors back then. And um, I ended up, yeah, sadly, as you know, the Leeds office closed. It was such a small, small office for Port Novelli. Um, it closed and I got relocated down to London. And then very quickly after that, I was working with Hewlett Packard and they had a partnership with the British Film Institute, which was obviously a dream campaign at the time. Anything film related, I was all over. And they then put me in touch with DDAPR, which was um, and is still a preeminent film and television PR agency. And I ended up getting a job there. And frankly, it was one that I probably shouldn't have even got <laughs> um, because I had no film experience whatsoever. But yeah, they they took a chance on me and I ended up setting up their corporate division for them. So um, yeah, I got into film in the end. But I love that, you know, that kind that. of sort of self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And it's, uh, you know, not necessarily having to believe in fate or any of those things, but kind of having a sense in your own mind back then you know, start your career. But the thing that I'm passionate about, the thing that I really want to get into, and somebody said to me about luck is just where opportunity meets expertise, right? It's kind of you, you spot an opportunity and you're ready to take it. Is that how it felt when the opportunity came along? Yeah, I guess. I guess it was. I mean, everybody at Port Novelli knew how much I wanted to be involved in film. It was like the big dream and it was no secret. And so when Hewlett Packard sponsored um, or partnered the BFI, it was, you've got to put Amy on that account. <laughs> She'll never forgive us if we don't. So I think because I put it out there and I'd said, this is what I want. And I was open about my dreams. Then when the opportunity did come along, people knew about it and wanted to help me. And they wanted me to love my work, which I did. But this was just the cherry on the top. Yeah, it, it just felt like it it happened. It took, It was a long time coming, though. It did feel like, I'd, well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it probably wasn't. But when you're you know, 23, 24, nothing happens fast enough or it certainly didn't happen for me. And it felt like I was, you know, taking ages to make this move um, into film, particularly when I had no experience. I knew I was getting more senior and getting more experience in the brands and the sort of consumer corporate PR. I didn't have the film experience. And I was thinking, how am I going to make this move? How am I going to be able to get across a different industry where I was lucky that BDA and it was Lawrence Atkinson who interviewed me, who's now the and the owner of the business, and um, he decided to take a chance. He could see my passion and enthusiasm, 
and said, you know, what his, the famous quote was, he said, um, you can sell razors, you can sell Tom Cruise. Gillette was one of my clients at the time. <laughs> um, so um, he said, yeah, it's transferable. What I can't teach you is passion, that kind of thing, but I can teach you the industry and show you the industry. And yeah, I was lucky to get to get that chance. I love the idea that nothing comes fast enough when you're at that point. And they, they, I remember the same thing. I remember coming out of university and I kind of had to take this job at Green Flag and I was a bit frustrated because I wanted to save the world and I'd been, you know, three three months at Saatchi and Saatchi on this job experience thing. And it was that kind of feeling of like, I want it now. Like I want to be involved in big things and strategic things and I want to make a difference and I want to make my mark on the world and I want to be an expert at something. And yet everyone else is looking at you and going, you need to earn your stripes. You need to do the photocopying. You need to do all the grunt work. And at the time that was kind of like, let me at it. But then when you look back, you realise just how much of a grounding some of that stuff really was. You know, at that time, you're, I was so impatient. Patience has been my biggest, my biggest test, my biggest challenge. I always wanted things yesterday and had these big dreams that I just wanted to get to. And, and actually, I'm so lucky the way my career path went, because if I would had my way at, you know, 18, 19, when I, you know, kind of graduated from uni 20 sort of thing, um, I'd have loved to have just gone straight into Disney and got straight into the studio system and been in that world. But that would have meant that I wouldn't have learned and understood about brands. And I I mean, obviously, Disney's a big brand, but I'm meaning about consumer products where you've got something that's maybe slightly less sexy than, you know, than a movie. And you've really got to think outside the box as to how you're going to make this something that people want to talk about and engage with and emotionally connect with. And I got the best training. And um, and then as luck would have it, I did end up moving into film, realizing it was actually very different to kind of how I thought it was going to be. And then I come all the way full circle back to working with brands again and what I'm doing now, where I'm getting brands to partner with film, particularly kind of around, you know, sort of social impact stuff where they can relate their values to storytelling in a sort of stronger way. If I hadn't have done that brand work back in the beginning, I wouldn't have understood the world of brands. I wouldn't have had that experience to apply to what I'm doing now, which is kind of my dream job that didn't really exist when I was starting out. I didn't know anything about it. Knowing that that's true, and it's hard for people to hear that when they come out of uni or maybe just in their first job, maybe they haven't gone at uni, they've just gone straight out into the field of work and they're sort of out there exploring. And I know you do a lot of mentoring of, of people. What is it? What's the thing that you tell people just to sort of like, is it just be patient? Is it like just eat up every opportunity that comes your way? What are the things, you know, what are the lessons that you've learned that have, you know, stood you in such great stead? Because here you are now, managing director of a company. And you, as you say, you've almost got the dream job that didn't exist. You've crafted the thing that you really wanted. Yeah, I think, I think the lesson that I've learned, and I still, um, you know, whenever something doesn't go to plan or because it still doesn't, <laughs> you have this idea as to how things are going to work out and they maybe don't work out the way you think. But that doesn't mean it's bad. And what I've kind of, um, what I tell myself and what I tell, you know, people I'm mentoring is, you know, we don't know the whole story yet. We never do. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And sometimes what seems to be the worst and biggest disaster ever can be the absolute greatest thing that turns out to happen to us you know we learn and we grow so much from all the experiences I mean that's it we just don't know what's around the corner we don't know how this is going to serve us going forward but looking back 
everything that I was frustrated with or, you know, kind of, you know, didn't want to happen. And it happened like, you know, I wanted to get into film straight away. That did not happen for me. Um, it was so hard to break into an industry where you've got no contacts. I was from Scotland. So moving down to London and getting a job, it was that was really challenging. You know, when I was so specific on what I wanted to do, actually, it worked out. It really did work out I wouldn't change my journey at all and yet you know I, I just wish I could go back to my you know 22 year old self and say trust me you're gonna be really grateful <laughs> for this experience right now and um, it's gonna come full circle and you know 20 years later you're you you're gonna be so grateful for this yeah it's just we don't know everything you know we don't know what's ahead of us it's that thing isn't it you know wisdom comes through experience doesn't it I mean what do you find when you're mentoring people do you find that as you're helping them and as they're telling you their frustrations or maybe just, you know, vocalising their anxieties or whatever it is that, that you, that's going on, do you get that sort of reciprocal thing that helps affirm the beliefs that you hold or the values that you carry with you or, or, or even just that thing about being able to reprioritize as you hear other people telling you, quite openly I'd imagine, what it is they're trying to work on, where they're trying to get to? Does that, do you get that? Do you get that in that sort of reciprocal nature? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, when I'm mentoring, a lot of the time I'm sharing things that I need to remember. And in fact, there is um, one girl who's amazing at mentoring right now, starting off her career. And we were just talking about self-care and being able to have the balance. And, you know, sometimes we can get stressed out when things go wrong. We can also get stressed out when things go very right. You're so excited about something taking off that we put all this pressure on us that, oh, this needs to be done yesterday or it needs to be done, you know, a week ago. I need to jump on this opportunity before it escapes me. And we put all this pressure on ourselves. And it's so important to have awareness as to how we behave when things happen in our lives, good or bad. We need to sort of take some time out as well. Um, and when we are, you know, so, you know, when you're so passionate about what you do, it can be all consuming. And so when I'm talking to the people that I'm mentoring, I'm also talking to myself and I say that openly and I'll share the day I've had as well and say, do you know something? This is what happened to me today. And um, this is how I dealt with it. And this is what I realized about myself. And then I ask the questions back to them. You know, how did you feel in that moment? What do you think about yourself um, that you can just take from that going forward? So you know that when it happens again, you can react maybe differently or, um, or just help alleviate that stress. And that self-awareness, that ability, I guess, to notice is really key, isn't it? It's noticing the change, right? I feel stressed at the moment. I'm anxious. What is it? What's driving that? And what are my, I don't know, wellness tools? What are the things that I do in order to get back into a place where I'm most effective? How, how do you do that? Because you're in a really highly pressurized industry. You're running a company. You're managing people. There's this expectation. You're your own driver right you're motivated to to succeed and do a good job how do you keep yourself in that zone that says in order to be the best amy anderson running this organization i also need to be feeling good i mean the biggest thing that i learned was meditation so five years ago i started learning transcendental meditation which is is kind of like what the beatles were doing back in the 70s it's been around a long time but it's practiced by a lot of people particularly in the entertainment industry, you know, it's like, you know, Oprah Winfrey does it, you know, kind of Clint Eastwood's been doing it for 30 years, Hugh Jackman swears by it, Jennifer Aniston, Cameron Diaz, like they're all doing it. Um, and there's obviously so many different types of meditation out there for people to do. 
for me, this was one that I just find really easy. It's very difficult. My brain's so active and I find it really difficult to even enjoy a massage. I'm always looking at my watch thinking, I've got things to do, (laughs) places to go, people to see, I've not got time for this. And so for me, relaxing and taking that time has been so important. Um, And the meditation, the transcendental, which is basically mantra-based, and there's lots of other different types of meditation out there too that is mantra-based, but that um, has made such a difference to me, um, to how I react to things, to how my my intuition's stronger. I feel much more present in the day, and and it just means you hear things differently. You you react to things differently. You're maybe more considered. You've got more awareness about yourself and how you are. And I think at the end of the day, like you said, it's very much self awareness is so important because it's how we react to things that can change a situation completely. How we see things can change a situation. It honestly, it's just been the most important tool that I've had. And I've never in five years, I've never missed a day of meditation. So it's like 20 minutes in the morning, you know, that's how I start my day every single day. You know, I don't think I'll never stop doing that. An amazing discipline to have managed to keep it going out for it just to be now a thing that you do. It's part of you. One of the things that we were reflecting on on this barefoot course and it's like very, there's elements of meditation actually and mindfulness and breathing technique and all these things. And we touch on little aspects of it. But I think as I've grown through this sort of journey of being, you know, learning from brilliant coaches and, and the other men, you know, people on the course is I think I'm a better human. <laughs> I think I'm a better person for it. I'm better at listening. I give people yeah. time to think, you know, the, Becky and I try not to interrupt each other or finish each other's sentences, which is in itself like transformation, you know, it transforms the kind of quality of conversation you have with one another when you actually are attentive and listen. But also that sense of being able to react quicker in a calm way, you know, something happens to you and you feel, you know, you feel it in your deep in your body and you recognize it. And you go, my instinct before would be to react now. I'm going to choose not to do that. Absolutely. And also what's really interesting is that when you change yourself, you change 50% of any relationship that you're in. So you do become a different partner. You do become a different friend. You become a different son or daughter, brother, sister, whatever, because you're fundamentally changing you. And so I've noticed that all my relationships have got so much better because you're right, like it is, you become a better human. You're just, and that's what it's all about. You become kinder, you become more tolerant of people. You've got a depth of understanding as to why somebody might behaving, be behaving in a different way or a challenging way. And you give people the space and you just don't engage with the drama in the same way. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously an ongoing journey and, um, but yeah, I just feel like every day, you know, I may be getting a little bit better and a little bit kinder and a little bit more compassionate. I love the phrase of just not getting involved in the drama. And funny enough, it came up this morning on our supervision and, and the lady who was supervising us is from the East End of Glasgow. And she was being coached actually in this session and was talking on, I won't get into the detail, but was talking about, I can choose not to get involved in the drama. Well, listen, as somebody who has been involved in the drama of Hollywood and, and the film industry, what are your hopes, Amy, as you look to the near future or even further afield? What are your, what's on your to-do list? What are your hopes for the future? Uh, well, my to-do list is actually I've now moved sort of more into production, which is super exciting um, and making content that has got a real impact into society. So social impact type films, TV, that can really inspire people and 
um, you know, motivate them. Like we've all got, you know, kind of our challenges. And I've, I've read some incredible books over lockdown that I wouldn't necessarily have had the time to have read before. And people's stories about setting up businesses and achieving, you know, incredible successes against all odds. Um, whether it's been in business, in sports, I mean, some of the athletes that I've read about who, you know, um, you know, like Farrah Williams, who played for England, um, who was homeless while she was playing for England. She's probably the most talented footballer out there, regardless of gender. Um, I mean, it's incredible. And then, you know, there's an NFL superstar who, um, you know, was trafficked to the UK before he flew over to um, the, the States to... Um, to have this incredible NFL career where I think he's now with the Buffalo Bills. You, know, you just think from these hardships to this incredible success, if these people can go on that mass, massive journey, then the rest of us who maybe haven't had the hardship to that level, who don't necessarily need to have the ridiculous billionaire success, then we, we've got, we can do that. We can move a little bit and nudge forwards. Um, and it's just, it's so inspiring. So I want to share these people's stories because they're true and it just shows incredible resilience and, and just helps the rest of us know that we can keep on going and and there's hope and, you know, success on the other side. So those are the sorts of stories I want to be telling and getting out there. So that's kind of my hope for the future is to do more of those. Listen, Amy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back well, in my company, like we've not been together in the same room since probably 1999 or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. It's been absolutely brilliant catching up. Thank you so much for your generosity of, of being so open and honest with us. But um, but also good luck with the future. It sounds like the journey you're on is the right journey and you're heading in the right direction. So thank you again for coming on to Coach Class. Oh, thanks so much for having me, John. This has been amazing. Loved catching up with you. It's been brilliant. <laughs>